0: Bye. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 117 of Hearty Dice Friends. My name is Grant Howitt. I'm joined as ever by my best friend and tallest man in the world, Christopher Taylor. And we're here to do role playing games.
1: Yeah, we are. Yeah, Big we're going to do role playing games. Big ones. This is,
0: this is a role playing game podcast. We Ostensibly. give Ostensibly. of Well, I think, like, provably. We yeah. give advice on role playing games. We, uh, we answer questions. And also, we come up with role playing games or just any kind of game we like. In the second half of the, of the, uh, the episode, yes, I'd I like to feel that while our brand has strengthened, the overall coherency of the show has weakened.
1: <laughs> it has become more strained.
0: It's become like like a wet sandcastle. Mm. The overall somebody overstretching blue tack. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, welcome, hello. This week in things, what we have done, I went up to Sheffield.
1: You did. You came up and said hello. Where Chris lives. To my physical geography.
0: Yeah. So I, I live down in London, and I asked the lovely people at the uh, at Treehouse Gaming Cafe in Sheffield, because uh, I saw they were running a Honey Heist game, uh, like a one-shot night, I was like, oh, should I come up and run something? Might Might that be nice? Because I figured it might be useful for them to promote it, and also it means we do a bit of outreach, and it's Chris's local shop and that sort of thing. And they just asked me to come and run a game for their staff instead, <laughs> basically after hours, from what I could tell, <laughs> like a, like a closed game yeah. that they did not promote in any way, uh, ostensibly to, to to teach them about how that.
1: to run a one page RPG. Yeah,
0: which is quite it, there's a there's a knack to it.
1: No, I 100 percent mm. agree. Like your oh. you're a one page RPGs do need teaching in some cases. Yes, yeah,
0: for sure. Someone went up. Chris Chris joined me. Mm-hmm. We played Honey Heist. It was slightly more clusterfucky than usual, but not, not un, un, uncontrollably so.
1: Yes, I apologise for some of that.
0: No, it's absolutely fine. Thank you for deciding that you'd bribed a crane operator yes. halfway through and then um, had a crane just smash through the roof. It's always fun. Yeah, it's always fun. Um, however, the real news mm. is that it's 18 days to Gen Con, as Chris has just uh, posted a picture in the in the Discord chat, as he likes to do every day. To remind me <laughs> Just how, to really far drive home is.
1: how long it is until we have to go to America.
0: Because Chris is essentially going on holiday.
1: Give or take, yeah. To
0: Gen Con. He's going for a he's going for a big holiday to the place that to to do the thing he likes the most. Aside from board
1: games, I presume. I don't know. Do you prefer board games now? No, I still prefer RPGs.
0: Thank God. Whereas I'm going to go work. Mm. Um and it's the only way I can stay sane, and I feel maybe it was a bad plan. However, it's done now. It's 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 sorted. It's all happening. Mm-hmm. It's going to occur. It's. I can't stop it. No. Short of getting into an accident where my legs come off,
1: but please don't do that. Well. No. I'll I'll know you did it intentionally, and oh, I'll push true. you in your wheelchair.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll interpret your mumbles through the cast.
1: Yeah. You will run Honey Heist for these people.
0: I will run Honey Heist, and if you are listening and you are at Gen Con, that is that's quite a Venn diagram. Mm. Uh, but please come along and say hello. When I say come along, I don't know where or how. Find me.
1: <laughs> Look for the second loudest person at Gen Con.
0: Try and. Fu- <laughs> Have you met Americans? That's what I mean. Oh, okay. I like. See if you can find my spur or my droppings. Mm-hmm. Um, or like things that like like discarded packets of crisps or fag ends that I've smoked,
1: broken twigs,
0: broken twigs, yeah, uh, like and, and anything where I where I've dragged um, like cheap gaming manuals around for bedding, that sort of thing. You should be able to trail me, and also also like like I will be in heat, so I'll be <laughs> giving it, off a tremendous easy, it's smell. It's easy
1: to notice um, because you'll see scratch marks on the corners of doorways where he's rubbed mm-hmm. his scaly back. Yes I up against am. it to, to get to get the the mating scent there I have a horrible everywhere.
0: skin so I have a gland um where my tail would be
1: and it expresses a fluid yes
0: Well, I like to think of it as a paste but I like I <laughs> it smear that on doorways. a goo yeah I smear that underways and attempt to breed with other nerds mm. Um ew. but that totally that's that a genuinely horrific image also imagine I'm just doing it in socks and gloves no other clothes
1: <laughs> and a belt.
0: Why don't you ask me a question, my good friend I would
1: love to ask you a question. Just to change the subjects. Once I piece one out of this enormous list.
0: I, I picked you out quite a few this week.
1: The Postman's Sack asks, how not safe for work do you let your games get? Now, I picked this question out because we talk a lot about the X card and lines and veils and stuff.
0: We're pro-intelligent um, discussion of boundaries.
1: Yes, but how... Not safe so for work. Do your games get?
0: Well, so it depends on. Um, depends on the group, I think, mm-hmm. primarily. But um, like, if, if we're going for extremes, that like I will quite gladly do, um, like horrific violence. Yeah. In in like a spire game or a game of heart or what have you, because that's part of the thing, and like you have this sort of light whimsy and then horrific violence forms a nice... Uh, like, like the best thing is getting someone's head and hitting it off the side of a table, at a corner of a table, brilliant. Yeah. Arm breaks, fingers and mouths, body horror, etc. All
1: cool. A, a nice audible snap a is nice, always good.
0: A, yes, yeah. Um, or, like, bone coming through the skin, that's always a really good one to have.
1: Oh, See, that just um, feels awful, because you can imagine horrible. it. Yeah,
0: it's really horrible to think about. I will not fuck with anyone's eyes.
1: Oh, really? You're a eye fucker.
0: Uh, I have. <laughs> it was never proved.
1: <laughs> no. The court
0: said no. Um, yeah, legally I'm not. No, uh, it just it's just something I haven't really done to be honest. I can't. But like I, I remember seeing uh, Un, Un Chien Andalou, which was um, a, like the a surrealist film, and there's someone gets their gets their eyes slit open by a razor.
1: Yeah, it was a, cl- uh, a classic gif for the internet. Classic there.
0: gif, um, and like I get it, a bit on the nose, but uh, well. I but um I, it's always it's always squicked me since then and it's it's very rare it's very rare to describe horrible eye trauma someone to go oh thanks
1: it's just <laughs> what i true. wanted and also like especially that sort of creepy dread eye trauma like it's very difficult yeah. to do something to somebody's eye slowly <laughs> you know <laughs> no, <laughs> like you No, to, I leave. It has to be sudden otherwise <laughs> they're moving.
0: I guess if you had a horrible helmet which like slowly l- lowered down a needle
1: if you did a sort of saw thing yeah, but I guess again.
0: You can do that. No. Uh as far as sex goes, um I gen I generally sort of resort to I'm gonna say carry-on levels <laughs> of humour. So like <laughs> Make so like, a so joke. Sex is inherently hilarious, but quite fun. Mm-hmm. Uh and so like everyone everyone's shagging everyone else in our Ghostlines game, but that's not mine. I'm not running it. Um But yeah, how about you?
1: Uh so I tend to sidestep sex almost entirely. Mm-hmm. Because I just don't want it to get awkward. Yeah, fair. You know, like, mm-hmm. there's that thing of, like, if you if ever you get into a sex scene mm-hmm. in an RPG, who do you look at?
0: I, I generally FaceTime my dad. <laughs> it's the and only just, way I can it. I just look right at him while I do it. Don't explain what I'm doing.
1: Yeah. But, like, you've got to be careful with your eye contact at that point. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's tricky. And it's very. You might difficult.
1: as well just blind to veil it and get it, just get it out of the way.
0: Where do you stand on nice kissing and makeouts, though?
1: Oh, there's plenty of nice kissing and makeouts if Kissing's people want
0: great. them. Yeah, and like, I, and, and like sexual tension, that's always fun.
1: My games don't generally go that way because the the not hang on the not safe <laughs> for work content that I put in isn't necessarily violent. I'm a huge fan of emotional trauma.
0: You do like emotional tr- you like make you like having people make horrible decisions.
1: I force people to make either the worst decision or an equally <laughs> bad one um, and then it's their fault and I love it
0: yeah that is that is your hobby
1: mm, mm, I, somewhat iconically um, this year I've I had one of the characters drive away from a scene and sit in a car crying while the other two did the bad thing. That's great and I love that. that. Um, so yeah, that, is, kind of, that is that yeah. is the time when I brush up against our sort of lines and veils, because mm. I like to go right up to the line if I can, because it's a safe space to mess about with that stuff.
0: It's a weird it's a weird concept the the idea of not safe for work, because mm. some in some it, it means different things in some situations you can't swear swearing isn't safe for work, and in some situations um, violence is okay. Work, but so, as soon as you see a tit, that's not safe <laughs> is for you. It's not somebody
1: in a bikini, you're fired. Yeah,
0: precisely. And so, like, well, like, well like, I don't know, like, can you see the nip?
1: Is that a picture of your family on your desk? Get out.
0: Get out, you pervert. I believe
1: there's a lady in that picture.
0: Oh, I bet you've even slept with her. Gross. Urgh, this is an office, not a office. <laughs> <Horfus>.
1: Office? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a sex worker admin, is it? Sorry. There's got to be a lot of paperwork involved, but... Is there? Well, I assume you've got to pay your taxes, haven't you?
0: Well, a lot of it's extra legal.
1: Wow. Did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> I've,
0: I've been paying taxes to someone.
1: <laughs> I don't really know where to go with that one. Um, I,
0: I'm sorry, sir. I just I'd love the idea of you as a clueless, incompetent pimp.
1: <laughs> just just doing everything like really nicely
0: yeah yeah and like and like your your employees uh said that, said that, said that there were certain forms you and like you've given them p45s and stuff
1: yeah like do it yeah. proper and have an employee of the month picture <laughs> up on the wall big grim
0: um moving on i've got a different question for you
1: please ask it this is
0: posted by you bizarre
1: bizarre
0: on Reddit they say where does your GM sit
1: uh, it depends on who's the GM mm-hmm. uh, if it's me the comfiest chair okay um, if it's anybody else the most imposing chair mm. I like I like to make it so that if I'm GMing it's slightly difficult for everybody else to get out of the room mm. so that I can I can express dominance through territory control
0: <laughs> area denial
1: exactly yes mm. The head of the table traditionally, if you've got that sort of shape,
0: yeah, there is there is like the the understanding that. So I was I was reading the thread on Reddit that this that this went with, and so mm. someone was saying like, well, like, traditionally the GM sits at the head of the table uh, to establish that they are separate from the from the group. They are they they are above and separate from the group, and they have their bit they have their bit sort of sort of blocked off on the side. Um, and a, a, a bunch of people say, oh "Excuse me, it actually doesn't mean anything. It's not at all about about." And it's it's like okay. complete, completely fucking ignoring the thousands of years of culture we have around sitting at the head of a table. They were saying how it's it's uh, they sit at the head of the table because they have more room and they can see all their players. I try and sit in the middle of my players. I'll sit on the long edge and I'll surround myself with my players so I so I'm I'm equidistant from all of them as as much as I can be.
1: Okay. Because I I don't like that, because I like to be able to look directly at people.
0: It is difficult if they're, if they're beside you.
1: Yeah, and I don't yeah. like it when a player is sitting directly to my left. Like, it's not like I don't like it when they're sitting next to me because then they can see my notes. Yes, there aren't you don't, any you notes to notes. crib off. No. Um, but it then feels weird to kind of turn, mm-hmm. block off half of your audience. Yeah. And talk to that person, it is and then turn back the other way. So it's always I always try and do it so that nobody has to like completely reorient to to yeah, see. Yeah, that me. makes
0: sense. That's very smart. I tend to play in bars.
1: Yeah, where where, where your choices of where the table is is yeah. a bit limited.
0: Yeah, or like or like sitting around a coffee table. So it's much more. But when when I used to run in Norwich, when I used to run dark Heresy in Norwich. My my uh, I I would sit lower than all the other players. So I would sit on the floor.
1: Okay, so they had to like uh, lean over the table to see you. Um,
0: no, sorry, because it, it was like we were all sitting on sofas or chairs oh, okay. as a coffee table, and I would. I sit, thought was, that was a
1: bit <laughs> weird that you were sitting on the floor at <laughs> a table.
0: I would hide under the
1: table. Hello, round of D20. And then sound of weeping. Um,
0: <laughs> no, because at, at that point it was like it was trying to establish that the game was about them, and I was there as that was there as a facilitator rather than as a as a and also a, as a,
1: a, as a, a ruler. As a, uh, a hey, we're all friends here. Thing,
0: yeah, we're all friends here. You know, we're, we're all just we're all just getting along, aren't we?
1: Yeah, we're just we're just not wearing trousers, aren't we? Yeah, it's fine.
0: Yeah, some of us are covered in oil, some of us aren't, and that's fine. Take, Do you want take some? Take off oil? your trousers. Take off your trousers.
1: We're all friends here.
0: I find it's I find it's tricky to work out where to sit, and like there's when I run a a, a con game, I'll try to not sit down. Yeah, that's fair. I'm getting on a bit these days, and like I'm not quite the knees straight, aren't what really. they were. The knees aren't what they were, and also I don't give as much of a shit.
1: <laughs> that is an issue.
0: Um, so it's quite tricky to um, <laughs> to dredge the care from give a fuck bait. Um, when I'm no, no. So that's sorry, I I want to say I genuinely enjoy running con games, and it's great. But I am just a bit tired. Yeah, more. I'm a bit more tired than I used to be. Than I used to be. And um, it's quite nice to to stand up and move around the table, so you can, so you still have your bit, but you have the capacity to stomp around and be the biggest man in the world, boom, 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 at least once per session, and you can like, and you can, you can like go up behind a player and go, hey, hey, buddy, you want to make some money, right, right in their ear or something, and that's fun.
1: Yeah, like as a DM, you need certain amount of room just for your arms. Yeah. Because your arms are very key as a GM. You'd better do, well, it's about this big, it's massive, there's explosion, and all of these things need arm (laughs) gestures.
0: Yeah, you've got to do the most role-playing of anyone at the table, probably. Yeah. Well, it depends on the game.
1: 80% of that is arm-based, it's very strange.
0: It's been interesting listening to the the heart playthroughs we did for the... uh for the league presents because mm. in the in the bite me playthroughs, which one use the apocalypse world system and two were run by Josh Fox. Josh uh, J- Josh's audio is barely there. Um, we're oh. all talking to each other and we're all, we're, we're all sort of talking through. And then on heart, there occasionally someone interrupts me
1: and <laughs> you let them talk.
0: Well done. Occasionally, I let them talk. Yes, it's it's a it's a challenge, but I think that there's like, it really depends. It, it can really change the tone of your system, uh, change the tone of your of your game. Yeah, depending on how you're set up and how how you're all working. And it's something which I really struggle with is getting that that magic circle together. Where okay, now we're telling a story. Now it's time, and that's like that's really hard because uh, my D and D group we play in bars, and that's really hard to establish that that ritual space of now we are telling a story. Yeah. Because now we're telling a story, also, we just don't want a drink, we've got to order some food, this player's two hours late, we're just going to sort of bumble around here and keep dipping in and out, as opposed to something where you sit down and now it's time, like at like a con game, for example, where we've paid to be here, we've got three hours tops, let's do this.
1: Yeah, see, I really enjoy that organised play space, hmm. where you you got right, it's seven, we, people have gotten here early for, for nattering and food and whatnot, hmm. it's now seven, let's play the damn game.
0: Oh, you would you would not enjoy my d d games. <laughs> I,
1: can't, I can't deal with it. The game need, starts at I 7. Need organise, I need something organised. The
0: game starts at 7. Or, by 7, I mean quarter to 8. Oh. And then whenever and then whenever a player shows up, we have to greet them and let them slowly
1: acclimatise to the session. <laughs> Find out what's happened this session. Which is probably quite a lot, generally speaking. Well, mm.
0: Generally, like generally, the the, the way I, the way I've got my D and D game set up is I will do an encounter once every two weeks, um, and we have some fun with it. You know, we're just, just like hanging being it? friends. It's not it's not at all the way D and D is supposed to be run. Anyway, no. this is this is just me talking about my game. Ask me a question, Christopher.
1: Uh, Dylan from the Discord asks, "What monster is the best barometer for the tone of a fantasy game?" Orcs. Orcs are generally a good one.
0: Because if you look at how orcs are treated, it's, it's very much like, do you have monstrous races? Do you have races whose primary purpose is there for the player characters to duff up? Mm. Uh, but also, are those races thinky?
1: Yeah, like, you've got to pick a race that's consistent. Or, sorry, I say race. A monster, monster. A creature that is mm. consistently in most fantasy games. Albers mm. are out. Albers are out. They're not in there that often enough. Like, goblins, orcs, they knock about all over the place. Elves. But I think that mine, my favorite here is the dragon. Mm. Now, the reason for that is because dragons are generally an end game sort of thing. You know, you very rarely go first level, first monster. Oh, it's a red dragon.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so it, de- it would kind of describe where the system and the setting is going. Mm. Because if your dragons are all like... Wise sages and love the people mm. in a sort of rainbow Stephen universe sort of way mm-hmm. that's one that's one type of game, but if they're all these like monstrous nasty creatures, that sets the tone for which the game is well below it
0: yeah, I think that they are kind of the raw element of fantasy, yeah they're one of the most fantastical things you can have, and everyone. Every culture has dragons. Everyone understands what a dragon is. Like you're not like you're not saying, oh, it's a um, it's a zorn.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: what's a, a zorn? Ah, well,
1: a, it's a sort of cube with arms coming off of it that can go through walls.
0: It can eat rock. It loves eating rocks.
1: Big, anyway. big rock fan. Yeah.
0: Anyway, welcome to zones and dungeons.
1: <laughs> but like, if you look at um, modern media and things like Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. which has is fantasy, has dragons in it. Mm-hmm. Dragons are. Basically, a myth. Uh,
0: yeah, they're like tac nukes, but they yeah, like people ad- know that, that they. Atlanteans.
1: Pe- most people know that they exist, but mm-hmm. not everyone. Mm. They only pop up incredibly rarely, and when they do, they destroy everything. Mm. The and they're series, not.
0: So. They're not like. They're not spellcasters. They're not intelligent. They don't have their
1: own. Like desires. Yeah. They're like they're smart animals, animals but. Still animals.
0: Like dogs, right? I don't know. I haven't seen yeah, haven't yeah. Seen yeah. Like, the episodes where a dragon was there.
1: Yeah, they they seem they seem to be like dogs. Like they can they form friendships and mm. things like that. But they're not like doing maths.
0: And if you compare that to something like Dragon Lunt, Everyone's yep. got a fucking dragon.
1: Dragons all over the place. Can't right get them rid of
0: them. They're like horses in that. Rubbish. And and like and, and you could have dragons as nightmare eldritch powers. Like your Cthulhu's and your elder gods, like they are they are these raw, unfettered elements of fantasy which you can't hope to control or beat, and they have agents which operate throughout the world.
1: Yeah, and like you if can... there aren't dragons in the game, why? Hmm. Yeah. Like why are, aren't there dragons are the dragons in Have they left like the gods? Because the gods have always left. Um <laughs> And it tells you a lot about the system and what you're looking at in a game from where, from where and how the dragons are presented.
0: Mm, yeah, it's dragons.
1: It's dragons. Here's a question.
0: German Girls writes in, I'm making my own RPG game. It is called When Life Gives You Lemons, or Lemonade for sure, and it is exactly lifelike. I played it yesterday for the first time and I was GMing. During the first ten minutes, someone had written a book, and the book became a bestseller, making the pl- player two million dollars. The same player then went to smoke marijuana, and he became mentally insane and tried to kill everyone. But then we took him to the hospital and he was fine. Now the party wants to try and assassinate the mayor so they can become mayor to make the purge. One of them became a police officer and became the bodyguard of the mayor. The multimillionaire bought four machine guns and a lot of ammo. Another tried to get an interview at a pet store by saying, I used to kill cats! And then the same guy bought a cat and named it Book and ripped off his arm because he hates books. He has zero points of in intelligence. It was really fun to play and we're going to continue developing the game if you have any suggestions for the game it would really help us smiley
1: fucking stop making that game
0: well no we're game designers i think this is this like we, we we should be able to help should we so we can tell there is a stat called intelligence
1: and it's possible to have zero
0: i should also note dear reader i uh that i've read you the full context
1: that is Quick everything question. in that post. Yeah,
0: This was someone. Someone, someone so,
1: came along to RPG. Let's, let's let's break this down here. During the first ten minutes, someone had written mm. a book, and the book became a bestseller. So, that's ten minutes of game time.
0: Mm. Got to presume that. You, that so, so, like, there's there's lots of cutting back and forth. We can presume.
1: And you, but you're looking at like one or two skill checks, mm. like a low number, mm. because you've got all the description of what's going on.
0: Write book. Market book.
1: Write book. Sell book. And it's just a skill s- check there. Smoke
0: that good chunky chifa.
1: <laughs> yes, I went to went to smoke marijuana. Did well, you have actually to, smoke it?
0: You have to go somewhere. To, you can't but, just smoke it where you are. You have to go to the marijuana. But he
1: went somewhere and got mad on the way, <laughs> and then tried to kill someone. Everyone kill kill everyone. Mm. Um, but the hospital can cure madness.
0: So so well, the hospital can sort of cure madness. I, so so it's obviously there's there's um, the sanity rules. Yep. So that's good. Um, now they want to become mayor.
1: Yes. I don't think they understand how local politics functions, but I'm going to let that slide. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be um, honest, do you? I know that killing
0: the old mayor doesn't make you the mayor. I mean, it doesn't say anywhere in the rule book that a dog can't play basketball.
1: I think it does now. Yeah, I think I've changed that. Uh, okay. Go on. Um, yeah, so they don't understand politics. They think that doing a murder means that you get to be the murdered person, mm-hmm. which just isn't true.
0: Well, you you, you could assume their rank. Um, you'll note they didn't actually do the murder, so obviously, like there's there's like so there's ammo rules, which is interesting. Yeah, and and then a guy um, tore off a cat's arm.
1: I think I think bizarrely, this this dangerous psychotic mm-hmm. who's hurting cats is actually mm-hmm. my favourite person in this game. And the reason for that is that everybody else. Well, I want to write a book. I want to get two million quid. Yeah. I want to kill the mayor. I want to become want to a become police officer. Mayor. I want to work at a pet store.
0: I'm completely unsuited to this role. <laughs> like
1: the goals I... of this individual are set so low. Mm, mm.
0: I think that um, I think you could have a uh, a mechanic where you use Twister to play the game.
1: What, available now from. Game, grow out of how it Industries.
0: Yeah, um, but I think like 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 not Jenga, but like I think there could be a fun twist because that that might add to the fun time feel of this.
1: <laughs> Where we hurt cats. I
0: think I think you could. Uh, yeah, I think you could. Um, like what, what you do is you put on Netflix, you scroll to a random, you, sc- you scroll to a completely random um, episode or film, put mm. it on, and that is happening at the same time as your game. <laughs> Whatever happens on screen occurs in the game world.
1: That actually works.
0: Difficult difficult to keep to keep ticking along, but I think that um like I, I don't think consistency is really the uh, the GM's.
1: No, I just I just want a random all button on Netflix now. Mm. Um, just so that it will play like, you know, really tense and traumatic surgery mishaps. <laughs> I and love then that show
0: <laughs> and When then... surgery gets traumatic,
1: And then just like some fluffy children's show, and then Mm. Die Hard. Mm. And all of these are constantly going on in your game.
0: You know, I'm always faintly fascinated whenever I go on um, Netflix, or Amazon's even better for this, because Netflix Mm. seem to have um, a bit more, I was going to say, quality control. They definitely don't. But they have, like, they focus more on films. Yeah. Rather than TV shows, you go on Amazon. You go on Amazon Prime. Down the fucking rabbit hole of stuff that exists on Amazon Prime. Yeah, and like it'll be something like the uh, the Posthumous Mysteries, and there's like six seasons.
1: Uh, I've fallen in love recently w- again with with like bizarre murder documentaries. Okay but not good documentaries. Like like cold case files that sort of. Thing. Yeah, stuff like that. Like there's a there's a really good Netflix show called Evil Genius which is about a specific crime and what was going around with this mm-hmm. specific crime. Um and that kind of led me down a rabbit hole in both of these different platforms. Mm-hmm. And when you're looking at stuff that was made early 2000s the kind of shovelware crime <laughs> documentary.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: I love them. It's like, and that's when they killed, and like the screen turns red and blood drips down.
0: The and the the phrase really? reenactment is liberally used.
1: Yes, like th- these are trained actors, and it's like, yes, I can tell because the wig is sliding off. That's not a clue. <laughs> it's
0: not like you filmed the fucking crime. If you filmed the crime, <laughs> we wouldn't be here. I, I just want, I just wanted to drag this guy who's he's, he's writing a crack game. I will, I will be honest with you. I ran games like this when I was a kid. Yeah, I, that's true. I wrote Uncle Grant's comedy role-playing game. I will admit, we did have a slightly more positive slant on marijuana. <laughs> in that it was one of the main abilities, because I was faintly obsessed with it. I'd have mm-hmm. grown out of that now. Yeah? <laughs> yeah? I don't know. I've gone from, from being faintly obsessed with it and thinking it was cool, to just using it. <laughs>
1: yeah, to it just being a daily thing. You know? Anyway. Shall we transfigurate this podcast into a games design podcast. Can you give me your best Transformers noise? No. Can you give me Um, your worst Transformers noise? (laughs)
0: Mm, That was nice.
1: It's kind of like a a duck. Like, oh, my bones.
0: Was that anywhere? Was that That's pretty good.
1: Oh, my chest plate's an engine.
0: (laughs) Become
1: car. Okay. No, it's all Yorkshirean, led by Optimus Dibner, and they all turn into like these really hokey old-time steam machines or big cogs in a wa- in, in a mill. They need,
0: they need they need like tracks.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. They can't go in. There's no tracks. Okay.
0: Actually, just just run the jingle. Yeah.
1: Right, I ran it. 1-0. Chris Taylor
0: writes in, Yorkshire Transformers. <laughs>
1: oh, man, that's that's wonderful. But, like, it's... it's special, rules great... get, special rules for getting over those sort of slightly lower-than-normal slate walls that we have up here.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, normally, Transformers is about saving the world. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that's the sort of story that Yorkshire's there to tell. No. I think Yorkshire's mainly about preserving tradition.
1: Yes, it's how can we stay in the past.
0: How can we stay in past of having proper steam-powered Transformers? My <laughs> like dad it on a
1: string gets very confused.
0: Like as dad had. Not this sheer leboof nonsense. <laughs> Not Mark Wahlberg riding a bloody... Actually, no, sorry. was Mark Wahlberg were there. But I believe it was so. It was Optimus Prime right, riding a robot dinosaur.
1: Was he? Did, did he actually have a robot dinosaur?
0: I believe the most recent one he has a big robot dinosaur. That's rad as heck. It's pretty cool, right? Oh, I Bumble really Bumble. wish they'd stop putting people in the films.
1: <laughs> yeah, just just do Transformers.
0: I like. I don't want to see Mark Wahlberg or Sheila Booth really do anything.
1: No, it's I like, don't see I don't. I actually don't want to see their faces if possible. No,
0: no. But Bumblebee rocking around.
1: <laughs> Great.
0: You know, big, radio noise. big fan of that. Yeah. yeah. The
1: problem is that if it if it was like cause I'm in Sheffield, if it was yeah. around here, every transformer would be a disused steel warehouse. Like every single one.
0: But like you say that, like oh yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. but imagine when they turn into the big robots. Wouldn't that be cool?
1: That would be cool.
0: That'd be friggin huge. Yeah. Not a car, a full steam, a full steam warehouse. What do you make? Steam.
1: <laughs> Package it up and send it off to the trains. <laughs>
0: Good heavens! I hope the steam delivery arrives, or else we'll be late for the three o'clock.
1: No, no, uh, I shouldn't. I shouldn't be so mean to the North. They are very much in the modern age. Um, mm-hmm. Here with their trams. Yeah, you got trams. I'm, yeah, I'm the sure modern have... age. A tram. A you trolley. can have sushi
0: delivered to your front door.
1: I can. That is very true.
0: That's the modern age.
1: Yes. Front door sushi.
0: Ben, sorry, writes in. Tom Clancy's Drag Race.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. I think I did, I, did, I just wanted to say this one out loud. Honestly, we can't. Drag race seems like a go-to for a lot of our for a lot it of our, um the, the game designers that we work with.
1: <laughs> so what I'm what I'm seeing here is that it's just a straight drag race like cars, right? But it's Tom Clancy versus Andy McNab. Hmm. To get two sides of essentially the same thing, right? Um. So you look at. Tom Clancy's uh, Drag Racer, and it is covered in scopes.
0: Right, yeah, 100%. And
1: breaching charges and stuff. Lasers. Yeah. It can see through walls. Andy McNabb's is covered in dust and scratches and racism. It
0: it has a knife in its teeth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's about the two kind of sabotaging each other pre-race.
0: Yes, that's interesting.
1: And then... The last thing that happens is just the go, and then we see what happens at, during the race. That's but quite interesting. You all so play a, all of the setup.
0: So it's, it's, it's kind, of, kind of like a Hitman-style game where you're infiltrating the other person's race.
1: Yeah, so Andy McNabb would, like, creep through a bush and then kill yeah. a foreigner.
0: Yeah, like, like garrote a brown person.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas Tom Clancy is, you know, hiring snipers. and
0: Tom Clancy is sitting in America. The race does not take place in America, and correct, it is all yes. drones.
1: All drones, all the time. You've got like a satellite feed live of what's happening, mm. um, and then they just have a good old timey race. Once you've presumably both bombed each other's cars,
0: I love the idea of a drag. Like, like, so it's it's basically it's basically a tower defense game. <laughs> uh, it's a tower defense game crossed with Hitman. So it's kind of like that spies versus mercs thing they did in in, Tom, in uh, Splinter Cell. Yeah. Um, and you've got Nab who's who's like who's proper like brutal and dangerous and terrifying and and um, mainly uses terror as his weapon. And then you've got Tom Clancy who's obviously future war. And it's not who get, it's not who reaches the end first. It's whose car goes the furthest. Yes. And and it uses crash for cash rules. So you get off the steer. <laughs> yep. You can and like and like you, you can like. However, you can press a button and the bombs you've planted on your enemy's drag racer will explode.
1: But they might be able to use that to their advantage.
0: Yeah. So like now so they like, can get
1: over the obstacles. Yeah. Maybe take out a helicopter.
0: There's something quite intriguing about the idea of like of a of a like of a, of a competitive multiplayer game where it's all set up where like you don't know how it's gonna work. Yeah and like and like like you you'd assassinate the driver to get, to get to get progressively worse and worse drivers <laughs> but then but, but maybe you put in a fake driver in a big hat and so and so um and and McNabb's there and he's like I'm going to fucking kill you and he 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 kills the guy but that was just the guy in a hat and the real driver he's, he's standing behind a uh, a Chinoise screen
1: screen <laughs> And is white, so is completely unkillable. by his He's a mutant to mm. Andy McNabb's.
0: Uh, Sergeant Bilko writes in, Some men are born to statehood. Some men aspire to statehood. And some men have statehood thrust upon them. Jason Statham, one-man nation. <laughs> Diplomacy <laughs> is about to get dangerous.
1: So I, I imagine that after the su- roaring success of Jason Statham's last film, Mm-hmm. He has been gifted a very small European country. Yes, with nobody in it but him.
0: Or is he the country?
1: Oh, is he like sovereign land himself? (laughs)
0: Jason, no, you know what? He gets Liechtenstein. He just beats up everyone in Liechtenstein and kicks them out.
1: Yeah, get my manor. And then has to do a sort of diplomatic takeover of nearby nations. I'm not sure what he's doing with it.
0: He's attending the UN. Okay. Um, and he is he, he's, he's a new a, a new nation. He's got mm-hmm. all sorts of difficult things to do like he has to write a constitution he has to you know abide by various conventions and various things. but the challenge is he has no experience that he's an actor
1: and a martial yes. artist And like most of his work is primarily kick based.
0: yeah so you've got lots of points in kicking, no points at all in languages None. Or talk to UN delegate so you have to try and solve national problems. On a
1: physical a, level. By putting a car battery on your tongue. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> you fucking he's not, crank.
0: He's not Chev Chelios. He's an actor who played Chev Chelios. That wasn't a documentary. No,
1: Jason Statham was real in every single film he's been in. <laughs> Jason, Stath-
0: <laughs> Jason Statham is caught up in a series of documentaries that he is not aware he is filming.
1: <laughs> he has no idea why people keep calling him different names. But it's happened so often he just goes with it.
0: That's why That's why he never behaves differently, depending on what film he's in. It's
1: just Jason Statham going about his day-to-day. He doesn't think he has a job. <laughs> he thinks his missus brings in all the money.
0: Yeah, get yeah, the model, Rosie Huntington-Whiteley.
1: Exactly. And now, yeah. and now he has to deal with the Queen and Donald Trump. Mm.
0: And various African nations.
1: Yes. Although I guess he doesn't really have to go that way if he doesn't want to. No, well, if you're in the middle of Europe,
0: that's true. Yeah, but like, but like, he's at the UN. He's got a seat at the UN.
1: Do they do it by geog- Do they do they seat them by geography? Because I'm wondering.
0: No, it's a uh, like uh, you're you're accepted into the.
1: Oh, do they seat them? I do don't see. Do, do are you seated next to the person whose country is next to you?
0: No, that would be great. But I think it's by how important
1: you are. Oh, okay, because I think that would be amazing. Because then, like when somebody's rolled some tanks over the border you have to sit next to them for the next 4 hours of meeting. Mm. And no, that, think, if nothing think, else that's awkward.
0: I think they might they might put people whose countries are next to each other apart for that very
1: reason. <laughs> oh you're at war, okay go and sit on the naughty benches.
0: <laughs> I need you to put out, to put you in the in the chill out hutch.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: What's what, what's the box called in ice hockey where you go? The sin bin.
1: Yeah, sure. Show out,
0: Chris, make me a suggestion. None of these are really. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Aside from the Tom Clancy race sabotage one, I'm not really feeling any of these.
1: Yeah, um, a Terminators of Endearment by Michael Hat, agent of girl.
0: So you are a a robot agent. You,
1: you are one of the standard Terminators, not the you're liquid one, Terminators. Yeah,
0: you're one of the Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminators. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a robot covered in flesh, so you can be teleported back in time. Um, and you are... its So it's, it is is the plot of Terminator 2 set during the plot of Terminator 1. So rather than <laughs> having um, your man go back, I forget his name, the one who wasn't John Connor, Yes, uh, John Connor's dad goes back in time. Uh, rather than having him, Arnold Schwarzenegger goes back. Uh, but he has to convince um, Sarah Connor to fuck, <laughs> not him. A different guy we... who will then spawn John Connor.
1: We need that kid.
0: <laughs> we need that kid to exist. So you gotta get them to
1: fuck. So shotgun with... motorcycle matchmaker.
0: Yeah, precisely. So like, so like he'll he'll walk into a restaurant, casually murder everyone. And then and then and then um, and then tell Sarah Connor that she has to come along to this restaurant for a surprise date, and like he's going to find a particularly fecked man,
1: <laughs> and like in that scene where he's murdered, he then as immediately like, the last body is hitting the ground, and he flicks a perfectly clean white tablecloth over <laughs> the table, <laughs> and puts on, <laughs> puts on some glasses and some flowers. It's it's really gorgeous.
0: I just like part part of the gag is that the Terminator doesn't understand people. Yeah. And that's kind of like, 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 kind of the way you can outsmart him is he doesn't like he's he can only he can only uh, copy what he sees, and I really love the way that you have to spend a while learning romance from <laughs> like from li- like all '80s films watching watching TVs through the window of a TV shop <laughs> for hours. Yeah, don't see those anymore, do you? Nope. no, never see a TV play onto the street. Maybe it's because they don't want to educate Terminators.
1: <laughs> that's it. They had there was legislation there to take yeah. it out anti Terminator um, legislation. Too many Terminators were learning important tricks against humans by mm. walking down the high street. We had to get them into the libraries to bump those numbers up.
0: I think that's charming. I'm not sure. Um, I think it's maybe limited because, like, as a role playing game, you've only got a single character there.
1: Maybe you're the characters that the Terminator is trying to hook up, and you just hate the other person. Okay. So you're you're desperately trying to escape a a forever advancing Terminator who is really, really trying to get you down to the pier at 3pm so you can see the sun dance off the waves with your future love.
0: (laughs) I've determined this is the most romantic.
1: (laughs) He holds up a postcard. (laughs) <laughs> <It> says romantic <laughs> holiday, and it's exactly that time like, and exactly like, that beer like,
0: He holds it up, and like part of his flash has been shot off, mm. and he's just scanning it with the red eye. It's like the most romantic, and then and there's just a shot of him dropping the postcard next to his boot and walking off. Yes, brilliant, love it. Al S writes in seagull magnate.
1: Now, now you said magnate, not magnet. Magnate.
0: Well, I mean, that's presumably how he gets them. They do have a seagull
1: magnet. Like, that's just your. Everybody gets random superpowers, and yours was seagull magnet. Alright, mate, you, uh, you want to buy a Sky Terror?
0: <laughs> you. Uh, I see. Uh, I, listen, listen, lovely, uh, lovely ice cream shop you got here. Be a shame if uh, some sort of winged cunt were to steal the ice cream for everyone who came out.
1: <laughs> Be a shame if this was filled with roughly 2,000 birds. <laughs>
0: nice bus you got here shame <laughs> if uh, someone put horrible seagulls under all the seats i think this is more seagull protection racket i'm running yeah
1: on. yeah nice crash you've got here shame if <laughs> someone filled it with birds what shame <laughs> yeah. if someone
0: pecked those children
1: pay me 20 quid or i will fill this room with birds in a second so i, so don't, bl- like his, I don't believe like, you sir
0: and like his coat is bulging and like and like and like, and like he keeps coughing and a feather comes up
1: not a whole dead seagull. Uh,
0: okay, then let's then let's let's reposition this. It's not a threat. He's offering you. He's offering an, an opportunity. Uh, that can't help but notice your uh, failing seaside ice cream business. Um, maybe you would like it if I release some horrible sky bastards
1: near yeah. your competitors. Dumped it, you, as he. I can. I. have seen you before. <laughs> I saw you together. He was. He was eating a sandwich. He eats sandwiches a lot, does he? <laughs> Yeah, we can sort that out, don't you mm. worry.
0: Like uninterrupted sleep, does he? <laughs> what if someone was to fill his flat with birds?
1: What if somebody was to, I don't know, send a <laughs> pigeon down an alleyway outside his house to wake up all the cats at 3am? <laughs> oh, I so see you're having problems studying for your final history exam. Oh, sure it would
0: be convenient if the invigilator were to be filled with birds of some kind. <laughs> Failed a driving test, have <laughs> Revenge, is it? <laughs>
1: this is literally any soli- any problem. It's just bird death. Can you Go on a plane, a single, are we?
0: Can you think of a single problem you could solve with with the application of loads of seagulls?
1: Um, you could plug a dam.
0: I think there's probably a better, cheaper solution than seagulls.
1: Yes. They're- well, they're free. I mean, you're not paying by the seagull.
0: But but there are resources. What I'm saying. Yes. Yes. There's you know? a finite so like, number of seagulls. I've got to presume like you, you get a big rubber stopper and put it in, mm. or flex tape.
1: Yes, that does work for everything apparently. Um, but I think I think the key here is that we're we're missing the magnate part.
0: Oh yeah, okay. So what this yeah. person
1: is doing is they're shipping like 1000 weight of birds Sh-
0: like in a shipping container.
1: Yeah, yeah. And like that's that's awful. Mm. It's actually nicer when you are threatening people to fill their china shop full of birds <laughs> than it is to pack them in as deeply <laughs> as you can to make more cash.
0: Fully tessellated. Yeah. So uh, so who's, who's buying these, uh, these, these, these shipments? Buying? <laughs> I don't understand.
1: No, this is more of a repopulation effort. I know, no, they just go somewhere and then they come back.
0: <laughs> no, you see, ever since I was a child, I've
1: always fucking hated beaches. I hate seagulls and the environment, and this seems like <laughs> the best way to take my shot at both. I've always hated shipping containers and I wanted to ruin them. On the inside.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe this isn't a great game. No. But I do like this character.
1: He's a pretty cheerful guy, yeah. Can
0: I can I put in a suggestion um from, from Grant Howitt, G. S. Howitt on Twitter? You can, yeah. This what this was actually this was a joint this is a great joint work between me and Christopher. It's, okay. I'm stuck in here. An exploration of what would happen if Jesus got stuck in the cave after his crucifixion. Now you have to slide ham under the door until his dad arrives to help.
1: So I fear that there's going to be an element of the Tamagotchi about this. <laughs> um, what you've got is... It could
0: be portable.
1: A rather yeah. impotent Christ the Lord. Um, uh, you need to I'm really hungry, feed him. you have to help. Amuse him, like, pushing, like, tic-tac-toe. Underneath the yeah, door, maybe yeah. maybe a bit of paper and a pen. You can buy battleships. It's about keeping the spirits of, of Jesus up while he's waiting for his dad to come get him.
0: Deaf charades, sorry, blind charades. Deaf charades is yeah, just charades.
1: Yes, but somebody <laughs> dies at the end.
0: Now, I did I did realize after I wrote this wrote this that was Jesus was famously a Jew.
1: Mm, yes, the ham. So was he a probably poor wouldn't
0: choice. probably wouldn't like ham. But then again, could he magic it into kosher ham?
1: Probably turkey ham.
0: Yeah. Or like, or just like change the pig's feet so it's fine to eat them.
1: <laughs> yes, that'll, that'll work. I,
0: I, I believe it's foot based. I, I have no idea. I don't want to been, say. I'm just kind of in case. In trotters. They're oh, not big yes. on trotters anyway. Yeah. So maybe just like I guess. Um. Honestly, the first thing that came to my mind was communion wafers, but he wouldn't want that, would he?
1: No. No. No, that is disrespectful. I really. So let's I love, say that you yeah. find you finally free you free chaboy Jesus. Mm-hmm. boy Jesus um and now for some reason presumably isolation he's gone a bit mental he's he's yeah. lost his he's lost his magic no more hoodoo uh, for jesus
0: yeah. his his mojo's gone
1: but you've got a bible to finish and mm-hmm. you need to to really get this boy going and fake the shit out of everything that's going to happen in your book <laughs> to found yourself a really big religion like not saying he's not the son of god he has done magic
0: that's the thing, like, but so like, they, like
1: now he can't do it anymore. The
0: only thing that happened after his crucifixion is he disappeared. Yes. Like he ascended to heaven. Cool. Great, love it. So at that point I guess you have to kill him and hide
1: the corpse. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm saying that, that that's or, what they did, but we're doing the alternate version. Or a
0: catapult?
1: Yes, that would also work.
0: A very big tree.
1: But no, what I'm saying is that they're writing a the version of the Bible they wanted to write. Oh, like rather than the, the more one clear. where he accidentally died that wasn't part of the plan
0: right i see so they planned they planned they they've got they've got like, the next 3 seasons written out
1: exactly and they need this now quite boring carpenter um
0: it's really fucking self-righteous carpenter
1: yeah kind of up himself let's be honest here. Yeah. um who used to be able to do miracles and now can do mm. jack shit aside from really can, do a nice dove joint
0: yeah he can probably turn out a serviceable chair
1: yeah but you need him to be magic so you can a continue and finish your book and yeah. b make a quid
0: i'm seeing two options here mm-hmm. one stage magician so okay. you have to fake all of the different tricks jesus did so like so like, i
1: really like that
0: so like um because like so I, I figure what you do is take the miracles on tour
1: yes so, that so you so could do mo- the same one multiple times
0: precisely so like so like get, get him some floaty shoes for walking on water uh, get him a very big coat for the uh, for the lobes and fishes trick. Yep. Um, like the bit where 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 he spat on a guy's eyes and he could see. Don't know about that one. Maybe maybe just get like a like like a patsy in there. Just get somebody
1: who can see. Yeah. Yeah. And now then the blind option, them with Jesus spit. The other option.
0: The other option is you make a deal with the devil.
1: Ah, somebody who's still got access to their powers.
0: Yeah. You. You. Um. You. Because magicians did exist, wizards were real, and they had
1: comparable powers to Christ. Not, mm-hmm. not as good, but... No, but same power level, different intent and method. Yeah,
0: basically, yeah. And also, like, like the Bible's very much about Jesus and God doing really well and winning. Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot of stories about the, about the time the devil won. So you simply, in, you simply get Jesus to, to go into a warlock-style pact with the Dark Lord Satan... In, in exchange for powers.
1: Burying a picture of himself and some chicken bones at a crossroads and waiting.
0: Now, crucially, Jesus cannot know this is happening.
1: Oh, that is very true. Yeah.
0: Jesus has to be completely unaware. Otherwise, he's going to tell his dad.
1: Yes. Who oh, somehow so you've got, doesn't you've know. Got like, you've got like a meter that fills up. <laughs> an awareness meter. meter. <laughs> like three, three ticks in, the, in this and he'll go hang <laughs> on. At six ticks, he just calls his dad on the phone.
0: It's a variant of Jason Statham's Big Vacation. It uses the same rules. Yep. (laughs) Jesus is arrested, sad, dead, or aware.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And he calls his mum Helen Mirren. Yeah, Helen Um, Mirren. Who is God.
0: Mary, played by Helen Mirren.
1: No, no, no. God, played by Helen Mirren.
0: Oh, so it's Helen Mirren, but so that's his mum. Yes. Is Mary also his mum? Doesn't matter.
1: Yes. Also yeah. played by Helen Mirren.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Everyone aside from Jesus. <laughs> okay. All right. I quite like the idea of you trying to trick Jesus into thinking he still has superpowers.
1: Yeah, like, you're not... I was especially not being mean. You are a bit. But you're not being evil. Like, you're trying to help.
0: You're trying to ensure that Christianity plays out.
1: Yeah. And, like, if you get a couple of quid at a castle out of it, then, you know, you get a couple of quid in castle. Hmm.
0: Okay. All right, that's pretty solid. How about we? Um, I'd like to. I just like let's let's go through a few. Let's just let's knock through a few. See if, see if any really inspiring us, and see if we can come up to a um to to, to what we're going to design this week.
1: Mm-hmm. I'd like to point out that um nobody really latched on to the joke that I hoped they would in this thread, which was cottaging house breeding simulator twenty nineteen. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was good.
0: That's rather sweet. I love the idea of houses breeding. Yeah. It'd be like Viva Pinata, but you have little houses. Melee Moonroach writes in, monkey tennis. Okay. I'm envisaging this as an RTS, but it's tennis. So you have a bunch of monkeys, and you've got to play normal tennis, but they don't understand the rules.
1: I'm not sure about this one. I don't know. I don't know how you play it. I don't know how it works.
0: (laughs) It's click and drag. (laughs) You get them to interact with the ball, and maybe it happens.
1: Maybe it's just like that thing of if you leave enough monkeys with typewriters, eventually they'll write yeah, Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah, if you leave it, them with it, enough rackets, eventually they'll figure out tennis.
0: Yeah, if you leave them with enough rackets, eventually they'll produce Roger Federer.
1: <laughs> Rafael Nadal.
0: Ginger Reckoning writes in, Hamster, how much money can you make a legally downloading ham before the government shuts you down? <laughs>
1: So my mind immediately went to kind of the logical thing of that, which was like you're on the dark web to get ham. Right. But I like the idea that you can somehow download ham.
0: It comes out your floppy disk drive.
1: Oh. You pull it out. You <laughs> get slightly larger and larger drives just so you can get bigger yeah. and bigger hams.
0: I, it, it, it feels like it's a, it's a bit like an idle game. It so does rather. So you get your first. So like so like you could upgrade. So initially you just have a floppy drive and you're pulling you're pulling slices of ham out of it. You need some ham to eat to survive, mm. and then you can sell ham, like surplus ham, to invest in, say, a 3D ham printer.
1: Yeah, I think the issue here is that your default is always a video game and not an RPG game as this is an RPG podcast.
0: That's very true. Um, And also that also seems to be the default for many of our suggestions.
1: Yes, which is an issue. Uh, so we have a suggestion from Emily Care Boss. Squirrel Thoughts. Now, I think that's very hard to turn into a game. But I need to know what squirrels are thinking.
0: I like it a great deal. I think you—you you are. This is a role-playing game. You are all
1: squirrels. Okay. Or
0: you're all one squirrel. Oh. Like and you're the he,
1: conflicting voices in its dangerously insane head.
0: Yeah, and its tiny mad brain. Yeah. You are. Um, so, like, you—you you roll to determine what what fundamental facet of squirrel squirrel morality and drives. Hmm. So there's like hunger. Lust, art,
1: fear, rage. <laughs> I, I, fear, I fear for for the world around this squirrel. So do you like, during combat, as it were, is combat inter-party and you like roll for initiative and then that person gets to act?
0: Definitely. And then the next then person you-
1: gets to act, which explains why you get squirrels that run backwards and forwards really quickly in the middle of a field for no reason. Mm-hmm. And then eat a nut and run up a tree.
0: I think ah I've got it um you are you are a you roll a dice to determine who gets it 1st mm-hmm you have control for a full three minutes at the end of that it, go, it goes comes down to thumb war
1: <laughs> so you can try and remain dominant
0: you can try and remain dominant you uh, if if anyone challenges you to play thumb war you have to play a thumb war with them, which means you can play two games of thumb war at once
1: mm-hmm
0: um, obviously, there's an advantage to the person who's playing with your offhand. Um, once you win a game of thumb war, you've got it for another three minutes.
1: So the three minutes are that, is that safe time where you just talk and everybody else has to listen.
0: Um, yes, but they're but they're warming up their hands.
1: Oh, They're doing flexes. They're doing lifting fle- tiny they're, weights.
0: They're, they're they're stretching out their thumbs and getting and, and like like yeah, getting them really muscular.
1: Right. I don't know. I like, I, I like the idea of, of warring for control over a squirrel. Like you've all got different objectives. But they are all positive for the life of a squirrel. Mm-hmm. Like one person has to get and eat five nuts mm-hmm. and hide five nuts. Yes. The other person has to really freak out a dog.
0: Yeah. Really bother a dog.
1: Really bother a dog. So you're all doing things that are just you know normal squirrel things. Yeah. But they're com- contrary to each other. Yeah, for sure.
0: I think like I think like th- 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 there might be. So, I mean, the other option. Is that we is is we, we shift this back a level so we think of it like uh, you know the Inside Out movie the DreamWorks did where they had different like different emotions being in, in that girl's head.
1: Oh yes, yep. So
0: you have it as a, as the uh, the universal delegation has arrived and the delegation is all is, is all very very primly dressed men and women, very very primly dressed people in suits and ties and they're here to discuss the actions of the Squirrel. I see, and they. Posit an argument and put forward a rationale for why this is the best course of action, and it's kind of it's kind of a it's kind of a long winded, complicated, arcane debate game, which is which then feeds mechanically into a squirrel running back and forwards on a wall. <laughs> yeah, just
1: like good. We're in accordance. Yes. In, enact the profile. Okay. Okay. He it's, runs left.
0: It's houses of the blooded plugged into everyone is John.
1: I like that.
0: This and and it's a squazzle, which is nice.
1: Yeah, I think the only other way you could run it would be that it starts in a courtroom, mm-hmm. and the the squirrel is on the dock doing that kind of stand up on its hind legs stare. Yeah, um, and like there's there's music going on, like orchestral yeah. music, mm-hmm. and the prosecutor is yelling at the squirrel and waving a piece of paper, mm-hmm. and everybody's like animate, but it's in slow mo mm-hmm. as you pan through into the mind of the squirrel. Okay. And you relive what the the crimes the squirrel is supposed to have done.
0: (laughs) Squirrel guilt.
1: Yeah, so you're you're dealing with the squirrel's guilt and like, if you're clever, you can actually make it so that the squirrel wasn't the murderer or didn't commit Ah, those crimes. I see. Or you can lean into it and show how the squirrel committed those crimes. That's quite pleasing. And everybody has like, again, I quite like this idea of everybody having a slightly different motive. Mm. But in this one, everybody has a slightly different emotion Mm. So you have somebody who has anger Envy, that sort of stuff And they're trying to get their agenda Put through
0: So what do you think our game is for this this week?
1: I really want to live inside the brain of a squirrel
0: So the game this week is Squirrel Thoughts A maddening game of squirrel guilt and crime (laughs) Thank you Emily for writing in Thank you for gracing the podcast With your presence This has been Hearty Dose Friends I've been Grant Howitt that's been Chris Taylor. We've both mm-hmm. been very warm.
1: Oh, so sweaty. So such
0: such damp boys. Oh, sweaty boys. Ugh. So I'm going to go and lie down in the dark room, a mm, different, cooler good. dark room. Maybe have a shower. That sounds great. We love you. If you love us in a money sort of way, go to patreoncom forward slash friends, Give us some cash. Uh, you can come and hang out in the Discord and listen to some exclusive episodes. We just recorded one. Wish you'll we will like. We did. You should be, should be hearing it very soon. Chris Hopefully. and I talked about the past. Oh, reminisce. Not our pasts. The past of the earth. Mmm. So you can look forward to that. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, HDefPodcast, um, or,
1: you know. Just Do what you want. Yeah, d- you don't have to. Live your best life. It's great.
0: Yeah. Um, thank you, and Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>